Welcome to the Step 7 Ministries podcast. The mission is simple. Share Jesus with the addicted. Here we discuss recovery through the lens of Step 7. With Jesus as the center, you'll hear what makes the recovery journey through Step 7 unique and effective. We feature real help with an underlying approach of grace and brotherly love, along with the stories of men who have found recovery through connecting to Step 7 Ministries. All right, we are back. In this episode, PT and I are going to talk about step number two. And actually, we spend a bunch of time on the word consider. It's really important that that piece of this whole process is in there. We don't want anybody to say you must have Jesus as your higher power. It starts with simply considering. And the question is, why? Well, it's because Jesus never forces himself on anyone. So I hope you enjoy this episode where PT and I have this great discussion on the second step of the seven steps. Okay, we're back with uh, me and Pastor Tom, and we are going through the steps for our uh, this little series of episodes, and today we're going to be going through step number two. Uh, so welcome back, Tom. Can you read, or anything you want to say? I, I can read. Uh, I learned how to do that well, a long time ago. I should have finished that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> can you read step two I for us? I can do that. Step Thank two you. says, we considered the fact that it might be the sin in our life that caused this lack of freedom. And then our verse for that, too, is, uh, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. And that's John eight thirty four. You know, whenever we read that one in group, because um, I know we, we step into, uh, what's the other one with second? Is it second Peter further down? Um, or first Peter, I can't remember which. Um, um for that's that's first step one. We've become oh. Second Peter two nineteen. We recognize that our lives had become a prison. Okay. Which one's the one that we, you become a slave to? What masters? <laughs> I can't remember. Um, that's the one we just read. I tell you the truth: everyone who sins is a slave to sin. John eight thirty four. I thought there was another one with First Peter. Anyway, no. Nope. Uh, okay. As you can see, both he and I have done these steps, and he wrote them. We, we've read them countless times over the years, and we still can't remember. I can't <laughs> always remember where the verse is. But we're getting old, man. I, I know. <clears throat> but just before we recorded it, we were going to start, and Tom gets up, and he says, i got to have this in front of me. So he's got the <laughs> steps in front of him on the card that we always read from the group. But um, I always think about, um, you know, we, we're a slave to what uh, masters us, and I always think of, I want Jesus to be my master. And actually, just today, I was reading about how God is, um, he will never want, he will never want to control us because love does not control anyone, and yet, except as we let him. And so that's, uh, that's what we're kind of pushing back on here when it comes to this step that the fact that we, it might be what, might be the, the sin in our lives. So we're diverging a little bit when it comes to what the in recovery. So I say diverging, we're, we're realizing that it's not just about, um, hey, we've got a problem with an addiction here. Mm-hmm. This is a deeper problem. Mm-hmm. And so, well, one of the things, if you, you can't see this in the uh, podcast, and if you, I think on the website it's it's done this way, but the word considered is capitalized. It's bold and capitalized. Yeah. Right. Um, talk to us about why you use that word, because it's both in this step and the next step. We'll go into that in the next episode. But why did you pick that word considered and make it you know, stand out the way it does? Well, I think, first of all, I, I want to refer back to what you, you first said there, that um, 
I was very intentional when I prayerfully, it took a while to put these steps together. I worked on them and I prayed about them and then I tweaked them and I prayed about them and I tweaked them. And I was very intentional, as you just mentioned. We don't, we don't talk about any specific addiction in these right, seven steps. Right. It's, we talk about, we considered the fact that it might be the sin in our life. And that's, I love that because that means that these steps they can apply to any kind of challenge you're having out there. And that's beautiful because there's a, you know, in the recovery world, you know, there's a wonderful book out there that's called The Diseasing of America. We have a, we have a recovery group for every kind of sin you can think of. I mean, from, you know, from, from drugs to alcohol to porn to gambling to shopping, you name it, there's a 12-step program for it. And we were very intentional about making sure that this is just we we have a, a sin problem but, but to get back to your question we we considered uh it was important i believe out of the gate that we wanted to try to be as as gentle as possible in bringing jesus into people's lives and it it's been a real blessing for us it's worked well it's a it's a great question to ask someone it's you know could could you consider maybe a different higher power we're not we're not asking you to to jump into the baptistry this afternoon we're just asking you if you might consider a different higher power because if you continue to have these challenges that you're having you have to be real about it. The fact is, is you've got a higher power problem. Your higher power is not getting it done for you. So, and and you see it so much in recovery. People have slipped and 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 picked themselves back up and slipped and picked themselves back up. And it's it's we just can, could you maybe consider Jesus? You know, and we we do want to keep that real soft. It's like you you've done a ton of work in the hospitals. It's it's like asking somebody, would they be okay if you you prayed for them? Yeah. Right. Even an atheist will usually. You get someone who's sick in bed, and I mean real sick in bed. And I've got, you know I I volunteered for you for years. I, they're not nine nine out of ten of them aren't going to tell you no if you just say hey. Can I pray for you? Well, sure. You know, can you consider? We're not asking you to, to make a hardcore decision right now. Just, just consider it. Yeah, I, I like how you. It's important that uh, we see that the, the presentation of the problem isn't that the, is the addiction. The addiction, um, I think, is more of a symptom. Oh, without and a doubt. The the problem is we've considered what that it's sin. Yeah, uh, it's sin that. Um, the wording is, it might be the sin in our lives that caused this lack of freedom, referring back to the first step, right. this lack of freedom that we found ourselves in a prison. And so what I really like about this, and it's going to be hard for us to go back and forth, to stay in step two, because you were just now talking about step three, considering Jesus as the higher power. But at the same time, right. you're setting this up in step two. Right. The only solution to this problem is not to fix your addiction. The best solution uh, and the only solution to sin is Jesus. And uh, maybe it's to change your higher power. The uh, best yes. solution is some changer. And that's where you get the word repentance. You know, the word repentance simply means to change. You know, metanoia in the Greek, it turn around, it says to change. Yeah. And that's, that's beautiful because when we, we talk about these issues, anything, 
that we put before our relationship with him is it's it's idolatry is what it is. And, oh yeah. And and the the main the main thing here, step one says we need to first recognize that my way is not working real well. That I'm I'm in prison because of this sin that's in my life, and then we instantly we go to the word freedom. That's that's a biggie here. That's one of our values here at Step Seven yeah. is freedom. I know because uh, if you if 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 in the addiction the twisted understanding of what freedom is, hey, I'm free to drink as much or as little as I want, and the other side or part of that lie would be I can. I can quit anytime I want. Really? Can you? <laughs> and uh, yeah. But can we free ourselves from sin? We can't free ourselves from being born in this planet. And, you know, you look at what sin is. We are born into a sinful problem, and it's a war. Uh, we can't change that fact. Um, but we can change, you know, our response to it. And uh, the cross itself, there's so much theological depth to what the cross has done in something I'm gaining more understanding in just lately in my life is what the cross accomplished and setting us free at the cross. Um, but then it has to be received. And so, uh, receiving that freedom is a step. That's what this step is about. We consider the fact that it might be the sin, which is the bigger problem in our lives. And that shows up in all the different forms. And I know you, you said this a second ago, it's uh, it's not just an addiction to drugs or hmm. alcohol or any substance or a person or a relationship or whatever, but it's it's a bigger umbrella problem, if you will, that has a solution, um, and then that's what's caused this lack of freedom. Wait, I'm I don't have freedom. Uh, my life really is a prison. So you, it starts with recognition, mm-hmm. and it goes into understanding of what this lack of freedom is, um, and what. What else would you say in terms of, uh, you know, this freedom, this lack of freedom? Is it, is it a realization that I have nowhere to go, or is it a realization that I only have one solution? Or how would you describe well, I, it? I like I like what you said a minute ago, and it's kind of sad actually, though, because you, you you mentioned the fact that someone might say, "Well, my freedom, I'm I'm free to do whatever I want. I can go." You know, I can go use drugs or, you know, do whatever I want there. And that's that's the case. That is the truth. They can do that. But the fact is, is how's that how's that way working for you? Right. And what we're trying to do here is is get them that abundant life that we see in Christ. You know, John 10, 10. Uh, we we just we've really tried to keep it as simple as we can out of the gate here. My life's a prison. Can I? Just consider Jesus and, and maybe start seeing how that that shakes down in my life. You know, that I do have these issues and we, we call them sin. Uh, it, was, it was very important to me when I put these steps together that we made them applicable to any of the challenges we might come across in our life. And it really worked out well. I mean, the, the Holy Spirit just really, you know, stepped up when I was praying about these, I think. Right. I, I look back on it and I remembered sitting at my desk in my office upstairs and just praying and, and writing and, and it's just worked out so well. Uh, and and that word considered is just such a gentle yeah. kind of a it's a prodding, but it's it's very gentle. Mm-hmm. Very gentle. It's like a nudge in the mind. Yeah. Let's consider that this idea of sin is definitely a cause for a lack of freedom. 
yeah. sin. And it's not just sin, period. It's sin in my life. That means I have a relationship with sin. I have a relationship right. with something is wrong that is causing this, this freedom uh, or this lack of freedom, I should say. Um, and, and yet it's more recognition there. It's going back to step one. Yeah, and the thing that's neat about it is, and I want to lift up people here, people aren't stupid. Yeah. If, if you can gently just tell them to take a look, how's it working for you? Can you consider the fact that, that maybe this is causing some trouble in your life? Sure. You, you used to, you know, how many times have I been to the hospital when you called me and gave me a room number and a person's name? Yeah. And I would go, I would be there in, in a half an hour, I'd get over there and just talk with them. And I, I mean, sometimes they're laying in intensive care. They got, they got you know, tubes coming out of everywhere. Yeah. And it's just, you, you gently can say, it's pretty obvious here, there's... <laughs> Something's not working. Yeah. yeah, can you just consider yep. um, that you've got a, a challenge here? We don't condemn them, and that's why we use the word consider. Yeah, so we all have a problem with sin. Mm-hmm. That's a you know that's a fact. There's not one of us that doesn't have a problem with sin. I agree. But when it gets to a point where you're totally imprisoned by it, we need to consider a different way. Yeah. You know, a few minutes ago I mentioned uh, step seven is these steps are kind of a divergent off of, um, and I, I, I may not have been clear on that, but, um, you know, this isn't a typical recovery type of a statement, right? Uh, this is explicitly, you know, we're talking about sin. And we, when we use the word sin, and I know you use the word on purpose, um, the sin in our lives implies that we are sinners in need of something to help with that. So... Talk about how that's just in your approach and your understanding and how you've, uh, you know, used it through the years different than than any other or type of recovery uh, method, if you will. Or I don't know how better to explain it. Just um, how does that different? You know, I want to I want to be careful, but I also want to be, you know, tell it like how I see it is I um we're, we're very different than you would say the 12 steps. And please, everybody who's listening, uh, I don't want to sit here and just slam the 12 steps. If, if that's working for you, I'm, when, it comes to, when it comes to this kind of sin, addiction, you know, I'm, I'm of whatever works. Praise God for that. Keep it up. You do what it takes, whatever Definitely. works. But yeah. we have seven steps here, and they read very different than anything you're going to see out there. Now, granted, step one is very similar to step one that we're, you know, we're powerless. Our, you know, our step one is we recognize that our lives have become a prison. That's very similar to step one in the 12-step program. Step seven, our last step, is also very similar to the 12-step. Our, our last step is we shared this message of grace. And in the 12-step, you know, it's about going out and, and bringing people in. And that's, that's awesome stuff. But we have, and, and as I've mentioned on a couple of occasions already, this is very different. We don't talk about addiction. We don't talk about disease at step seven. We talk about sin. That's, that's the problem we're challenged with. And we keep it very, very simple, uh, very to the point. And uh, I, I, I just can't stress enough how 
and as a pastor and as a Christian, I, you know, I'm just all about Jesus Christ. That's, that's what we need is we need to introduce people to Jesus. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a higher power thing mm-hmm. in, in recovery. And if you're going to choose a higher power, I, I would suggest you go to the source. Okay. Well, that answers that question. So, <laughs> Um, that definitely leads us then, you know, in our next episode, we'll definitely talk more about that. So, um, is there anything else you wanted to just bring up about this particular step, uh, the sin in our lives, this lack of freedom considered? Maybe just the fact that it's an opportunity to, to take a look in the mirror. Again, we're not, we're not asking you to just com- commit to something right now. Just, just consider the fact that maybe these choices that you've been making, are the choices that have put you in the prison of step one. And we just want you to consider that maybe it is these choices that's causing that lack of freedom for you. Yeah. And there, lack of freedom isn't just you're stuck in a habit or an addiction. I think lack of freedom also in this, again, addresses the, the, the nature of this lack of freedom um, is in the head. It, yeah. This lack of freedom, to me, I, I've talked to you and I have, heard Kirk say this probably a number of times, his ministry is free indeed. And the idea of freedom starts in the head. And I think the reverse is also true, that the prison starts in the head as well. Mm -hmm. And there's so many reasons why people will stay stuck in an addiction for whatever reason. And I never could, for my mom, for instance, I never could get to the bottom of it. I asked her one time, this, you know, a couple of years ago, I said, mom, why did you, why did you start drinking? And she could not remember. Um, and it was so sad for me to just, it's been so many years ago. I think she told me she started drinking when she was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. and About the time I did. Yeah, and it was my best guess, because you know, based on some of the stuff she told me, it was, it was to just numb the home life. You know, things weren't great at home, and so I wanted to escape, maybe. I think that was probably part of it. And I guess that's probably the story for a lot of people. Um, but you're right. When you look in the mirror and realize somebody realizes, hey, my life is not free. Um, I'm, I have a lack of freedom because of these choices. But the wonderful truth is this lack of freedom can be reversed just as quickly as we want to choose Jesus. Amen. That's, we recognize that's... that there's a sin problem. Right. Then we next recognize the solution to that sin problem, and that takes us to the next step. Yeah, and just quickly, uh, using using drinking as the the challenge the, the sin you you see uh, there's there's some uh, names we have for it. You, you you can have someone who's got 10 years of sobriety they haven't had a drink for 10 years but they're miserable right. they're just miserable they're we call them dry drunks they're they we call they're they're white knuckling it through their days there's yeah. there's no freedom there at all uh, oh, it's, yeah. it is in the mind as you just said freedom is in the mind yeah. so can you say you've seen guys on those two different uh, planes, if you will, like they're they're white knuckling it, they're not drinking, but they're just not oh, happy. That's... Versus the guys you've seen finding true freedom uh, in Christ. I've seen guys that have ten years all the time have all kinds of sobriety and they're miserable. And then I've seen guys that have got a month of sobriety. They've turned it over to Jesus, and they're that one is called they're on a they're on a pink cloud, and we need to be careful of that because that you know that can be deceiving. But right. uh, you you it's 
beautiful to see someone who accepts Jesus Christ as their higher power and you see the freedom happen. It just it's such a an encouraging thing for me to see. Yeah. I quit worrying about them then. Even if they slip again, I know they've got a relationship with Jesus. It's not the end of the world if you slip. Right. You, you don't have to go out and ruin your life. And they I get they get that. Yeah. So good stuff. Yep, and I think that's going to be an episode for a future. I believe so. <laughs> uh, future time. So yeah. All right, we'll pick up with this very next step uh, in the next episode. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, bud. Thanks for listening to the Step 7 Ministries podcast. If this story spoke to you and you'd like to help support this ministry, just go to step7.org and click on support. If you or someone you love is in need of recovery from addiction and are willing to consider Jesus as your higher power, we also invite you to give us a call to see if Step 7 Ministries is right for you. Located in Parker, Colorado, Step 7 Ministries is a small group-based ministry where men share their lives while finding true life application right out of the Bible. There are sober living homes and a weekly worship service, along with many opportunities to grow, learn, and serve together. Just go to step7.org and click on the process button to learn more.